No one in all of history is like Jesus Christ. But who is this Jesus who loved us and died upon a cross? Hello, I'm Phil Sanders, and this is a Bible study in search of the Lord's way. Today, we're looking into Scripture to consider who Jesus is. In all the hurry and hustle and confusion of modern living, the Lord has the way. We believe that the Bible is the revelation of His way. We invite you to join us in Search of the Lord's Way with Phil Sanders. Welcome to In Search of the Lord's Way. We're here to search the Scriptures for God's will. The Scriptures provide for us an unfailing guide to the truth. And if we have theological questions, we can be sure the Scriptures will never deceive us or lead us astray. Scholars have studied the Bible for thousands of years, every book and every word. They found Jesus was right when He said in Matthew 4, verse 4, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Thanks for taking time with us today. We'd love to hear from you, and we want to be a part of your life each week. Now, Jesus was indeed unique. There have been other prophets found in Scripture, but none are like Jesus. Many religious leaders have arisen through the ages, but none have the love, purity, grace, and truth like Jesus Christ. We offer this study on Who is Jesus Free? And if you'd like a printed copy and live in the United States, mail your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73083. Or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or you can call our toll-free telephone number. That number is 1-800-321-8633. We also have many free programs and materials on our website, searchtv.org. And you can also see us on YouTube. We'll now worship in song. We'll read from John 1, 43-49 and explore who Jesus is. today comes from the Gospel according to John, chapter 1, verses 43 to 49, where Jesus meets two individuals, 
an apostle named Philip, and also Nathanael. The next day he purposed to go into Galilee, and he found Philip, and Jesus said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, of the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. This reading helps us to know a little more about Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful that you have given us your word that helps us to understand our Savior, Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and who has blessed us in so many ways. Help us, Heavenly Father, to always follow him and to serve him and to love him. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord Jesus was anointed of God as a prophet, a priest, and a, and a king. The scriptures first assure us that Jesus was indeed a prophet. In Acts 3, 22-24, Peter reminds the Jews of Moses' prophecy. Moses said, The Lord God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brothers. You shall listen to him in whatever he tells you. And it shall be that every soul who does not listen to that prophet shall be destroyed from the people. And all the prophets who have spoken from Samuel to, and those who came after him also proclaimed these days. The Lord Jesus was second also a priest, not a Levitical priest of the Old Covenant, but a priest after the order of Melchizedek. The book of Hebrews tells us in Hebrews 2, 17-18, Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation, that is, atoning sacrifice, 
for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Now Jesus was not like the Levites since he never sinned and was from heaven. Hebrews 4 and verse 14 to 16 says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who's been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Hebrews 7, 23 to 25 explains another difference. The former priests, that is the, the, the Levitical priests, were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing in office. But he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he's able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through Him, since He always lives to make intercession for them. Yes, Jesus intercedes for us, mediates for us, and advocates for us with the Father, so that we might remain in God's grace. Hebrews 7, 26-28 says, For it is indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and, it, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. The Lord Jesus III is indeed a king. He is the promised Messiah. That's the word Christ means, Messiah, the anointed one. The word Christ appears nearly 500 times in the New Testament, and each time means Jesus is the Messiah, the son of David, and king of Israel. Isaiah 9, 6-7 prophesies, for a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness, from then on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. When the wise men came to Jerusalem to Herod, they asked in Matthew 2 and verse 2, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Well, the priests and the scribes knew Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem in fulfillment of the prophecy found in Micah 5 and verse 2. After Jesus was tried by the council on another occasion, they sent him to Pilate. And Pilate examined him. And Pilate asked Jesus, Are you the king of the Jews? Well, the Lord Jesus answers in John 18, 36-37, My kingdom is not of this world. 
If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting, so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore Pilate said to him, So you are a king? And Jesus answered, You say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice." Jesus, as Messiah, ruled over not a physical country, but a spiritual kingdom that is worldwide. When Jesus was crucified, Matthew 27, 37 says that they put a charge against Him which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Revelation 17, 14 calls Jesus the Lord of lords and King of kings. The Scriptures forth call Jesus the Son of God. Matthew 16, verses 15 to 17 says that He, Jesus, said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. When Jesus was baptized, you'll remember the Father in heaven recognized Him. Luke 3, 21-22 says, Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while He was praying, heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon Him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came out of heaven, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. The Lord Jesus was present at creation with the Father. You see, He is the Creator and Sustainer of all. Colossians 1, 15-17 says that He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, not the first one created, but the firstborn who rules over creation. For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and in Him all things hold together. Hebrews 1, 1-3 begins by saying, God, having spoken long ago to the fathers in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, in these last days spoke to us in His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, through whom also He made the worlds, who is the radiance of His glory and the exact representation of His nature, and upholds all things by the word of His power, who, having accomplished cleansing for sins, sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high." The Scriptures fifth speak of Jesus as a divine person with the Father. John 1, 1-4 says, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him not anything made uh, that was made. There wasn't anything made except what He did. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now after the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, you'll remember that Thomas doubted and said, Unless I see in His hands the mark of the nails, and place my finger into the mark of the nails, and place my hand into His side, I will never believe. But when the Lord Jesus appeared again, and Thomas was present, 
He said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. John 20, verse 27 and 8. Now Hebrews 1, 8 to 9 goes farther. But of the Son, speaking of Jesus, he says, and he's quoting from Psalm 45, verses 6 to 7, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of your uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, speaking to Jesus, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. The Scriptures 6 call Jesus Lord. Now this is no small matter. As Lord, we belong to Him and are accountable to Him. 1 Corinthians six nineteen reminds us, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Since Jesus is Lord of all, we belong to Him and must obey Him. Our bodies don't belong to us. They belong to Jesus. He purchased us with His precious blood. 1 Peter 1, 18-19 And for this reason, we need to change our perspective about how we think of the Lord Jesus. We must take up our crosses and follow Him. Philippians 2, 5-11 says, Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although He existed in the form of God, didn't regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but He emptied Himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And for this reason also God highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Yes, it matters whether we follow Jesus as Lord or live in lawless rebellion. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21, that not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Again, the Lord Jesus asked in Luke 6, 46, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? Many live as if the Lord Jesus didn't exist not caring that they will one day have to give an account to Him. You can't treat Jesus as if He doesn't matter and expect Him to bless you. The Lord Jesus Christ, seventh, is our Savior. In fact, the very name Jesus refers to one who delivers and saves. In Matthew 1, 21, the angel of the Lord told Joseph about Mary, that she will bear a son and you shall call His name Jesus, for He will save His people from their sins. The Lord Jesus said in John 3, 17-19, For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might be saved through Him. He who believes in Him is not judged, but he who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. This is the judgment that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil." The Lord Jesus wants you to be saved 
And He painfully suffered in your place on the cross so that you could be delivered from sin. 1 Peter 3 and verse 18 says, For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, so that He might bring you to God. No one could ever pay a higher price with greater love than your Savior. He said in Matthew 20, 28, that the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. Paul knew how important it is to be saved from sin and saved from this evil world. He said in 1 Timothy 1.15 that it's a trustworthy statement deserving full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, among whom I am foremost of all. John said in 1 John 4.14, We have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Now saving us was more important than simply forgiving our sins. He wanted something better for us. In Titus 2, 13-14, Paul speaks of waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for Himself a people for His own possession who are zealous for good works. Jesus leads us to love righteousness rather than loving sin. And we can become zealous to do good rather than evil. He offered us something better than being enslaved to sinful desires. We can become children of God who love God with all our hearts and we love others as well. Won't you come to Jesus Christ? Let's pray together. Father, we are grateful for the offering of Jesus Christ as our Savior. We pray that you will help us to make him Lord of our lives, to follow your will always. And we're thankful for all that he's done for us. This is our prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen.
There is one last description of Jesus that we need to mention. When Jesus comes again, Jesus will come to bless those who follow Him and to judge disbelievers and the disobedient. John 12:48, Jesus says that he who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has one who judges him. The word I spoke is what will judge him at the last day. Again, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body, according to what he's done, whether good or bad. When Peter was preaching to Cornelius in Acts 10 verse 42, he said, And he, that is Jesus, ordered us to preach to the people and solemnly to testify that this is the one who has been appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. Yes, the Lord Jesus will judge you on the last day according to His words. Now the Lord Jesus knows all about you. He knows whether you believe in Him or whether you've rebelled against Him. He knows whether you serve Him or serve sin. You can't escape the day of judgment. Ecclesiastes 11 and verse 9 says, Rejoice, young man, during your childhood. Let your heart be pleasant during the days of your young manhood, and follow the impulses of your heart and the desires of your eyes. Yet know that God will bring you to judgment for all these things. Please get right with the Lord and stay faithful. To become a Christian, believe in the Lord Jesus, repent of your sins, confess Jesus as the Christ, the Son of God, and be baptized into Christ. Now, baptism is an immersion in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Acts 2 and verse 38. God will wash away your sins when you're baptized. Acts 22:16. So please come to the Lord and follow Him. We pray today's study about who is Jesus has helped you to see Him more clearly. If you live in the United States and want a free printed copy, send your request to In Search of the Lord's Way, Post Office Box 371, Edmond, Oklahoma 73083. Or send an email to searchtv at searchtv.org. Or call the search office toll free at 1-800-321-8633. There's a schedule of our programs and a map of churches in your area at searchtv.org. And you can watch Search anytime on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, Search TV Ministry, and like the programs. We also offer free Bible correspondence courses. Don't worry, we're not asking for money. We're here to help you draw close to God. Show God your love by worshiping at church. You need a church family. And if you can attend, don't neglect worshiping and being with them. There's probably a church of Christ near you. And if you're looking for a healthy biblical church home, we'll gladly help you find one. We'll be back next week, Lord willing. So keep searching God's Word. And we always say, God bless you. And we love you from all of us at In Search of the Lord's Way.